I'm Jillian Michaels, and you're watching Behind the Brand. Today I'm here with fitness guru Jillian Michaels. Jillian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Jillian, I usually ask my guests, how did you get this job? Well, I was overweight as a kid um, for a host of reasons, and my mom got me into martial arts. And it took several years, but eventually uh, it stuck. It really grabbed me that fitness was transcendent, and when you're strong physically, you become empowered in every facet of your life. And so I started losing weight when I was 15, and um, a host of, of things happened. I got in shape, and by the time I was 17, I was in the gym training for my black belt test, and people would see me, you know, I was doing all kinds of crazy, I'd, I'd at that point I was like studying Bruce Lee and Navy SEALs, and I thought all that stuff was super cool, and was doing like inverted sit-ups with ankle boots on bars and wow. so people would say to me like oh you know your trainer how much do you charge and I thought well oh my gosh I can make you know more than five dollars an hour this is cool because that's what I was making at the time I think delivering pizza and my mom paid for my first little certification and although it was a definitely long windy road uh, it's brought me here all these years later do you think entrepreneurs are born or are they made is it something we can learn oh <sighs> gosh um I think to a certain extent it is a product of nature and nurture. And I don't mean for that to sound like a cop-out, but intrinsically you, it, it depends on your, your ability to tolerate risk. Um, and, and that can be cultivated without a doubt. Um, but it's, if it's not in you, if there isn't that little nugget or kernel, I think you're just putting a fish out of water. It isn't for everyone and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of what I figured out was, I mean, it took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that I am an entrepreneur. I mean, I get antsy. I like to do different things. I don't like things to stay the same. The status quo drives me crazy when it's not working or broken. Um, but really, it took me a long time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Of course. Yeah, I don't even know today if I am comfortable with it. Um, there are moments when I'm like, what have I done? I could just be taking a paycheck. What have I done? You know, Sold your soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I have those moments more often than not. But at the end of the day, when it works, right? When you, when you, when the arrow hits the target, that's when you go, okay, right. This is right. This is why I do this. This is what I love. Can you talk about one of those times where you just feel like you really blew it? Like, and I, I asked that in the context of, I know people who are watching the show, yeah. um, Sometimes we get stuck in this analysis paralysis, right? Like, I'm going to wait till it's perfect, and then I'm going to launch my company or do my idea. That's, yeah. And then we never do it. Tomorrowland person, I call them. Right. Or I'll be happy when... Sure. Right? And so we're waiting. And, and tomorrow never comes, right. because the only way to arrive at that eventual outcome is by taking action now. That's right. So talk to us about maybe an experience or a time, a period where you feel, felt like, man, I'm really blowing it right now. And then how'd you break through that? God. Well, unfortunately, they never end. Um, there have been so many of them. And it could be shows that got canceled. It could be <sighs> books that didn't work, tours that didn't work. And I, I do find that when you try to get out of that box that people put you in, it's far more difficult. If you stay in the niche and it's like, no, I know you as this, you, you do this. Yeah, you're the, you're the fitness girl. Yeah, no, you don't get to write a book about maternity 
you didn't even you didn't even get pregnant. It's like, well, neither did Dr. Spock, but my partner had a baby and I learned a lot about it. And this is what I'm passionate about right now. And this is a message I want to share. And to a certain extent, you have to say, look, if it's not a commercial success, if the book doesn't work, and I don't know yet, it's out in November, but if it doesn't, then you know what? I wrote it because I loved it. I, I knew what I wanted to say. And if it helps one person, then that's enough. So there, there is, when it, become, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you do need to make money, but also there are certain elements of it that are a labor of love. I think passion is critical. Uh, what you said, there's a lot of great stuff there. I want to kind of break it down a little bit, unpack it. Um, one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, I don't know if you've of course. Read, read Brene stuff. Yeah. What you're talking about, um, you know, some of the challenges that you had is called shame. Right? Yeah. And others try to shame us. They say things like, what gives you the right? Of course. You've never written a book before. Yeah. You know, who made you an author? Yes. Or, you know, and sometimes that, that shame comes even from our own minds. Like it's this imposter syndrome where we feel like inadequate. Brene uses the word, I think, you know, we don't feel like we're enough. Right. Either in a relationship or in our career. Uh, and the reality is that all that is BS. Of course. And, and when people attack someone else, it's, a, it's ob- an obvious projection of whatever insecurity they're feeling inside. Envy, jealousy. And the more public your business becomes or you as an entrepreneur become, the more you will fall under criticism. And it, it just is human nature. It's king of the hill. I have to destroy you to be successful, which, of course, is not a formula for success. But it is in inevitable uh, occurrence when you are successful. And so that's something that you need to internalize your own worth. And again, if you, if you have that desire and you have that passion and you have that fortitude and, and discipline and determination, success will be eventual. And you, you're not going to please everybody. It's just not possible. Yeah, and, and inevitable, not event. sorry, inevitable. Yeah. Well, and Brene says too, you know, the, the thing about shame is it only works if you receive it. Yes. Like, so people try and give it to you. You just say, you know, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't eat that or, you know, I don't do that. Then it can't work on you. And the other, uh, maybe it's worth saying, you know, some of the best advice I ever got was from a mutual friend, author, Seth Godin. Seth talked to, to me, he said, Brian, listen, Prince Charming isn't coming, you know, metaphorically, right? Like, if you wait to get picked, it's never going to happen or it's very unlikely. So you, you have to pick yourself. Isn't that kind of sums up like the that. key to your success is you've kind of picked yourself. You said like, I'm going this way. I'm doing martial arts. I'm getting my act together. I'm getting fit. I'm going to do this new fit fusion network, whatever it is. And you're moving forward. I definitely, it's that phrase. Why not me? Yeah. You know, if, if success and happiness and affluence and abundance exist in the world, why not you to have it? Um, and, and people do perceive inadequacies or differences in their abilities, their aesthetic, their what have you. But I try to explain to them that those inadequacies exist only in the eyes of the human ego. That in truth, we're all put here, in my opinion, for a reason. Everybody has a unique talent. Um, Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And that's what you're meant to contribute to the world. And that's, that's enough. So if you're true to yourself that's good enough. That's what you're here to do. What's your definition of success? That's a great question. It's, it's different for everyone. Um, for me personally, it's, it's the whole package. It's the, 
the quan, as my, my lawyer likes to refer to it. And look, if it makes the world a better place, if it makes you happy and you're passionate about it, and if it's profitable, that's success. So a lot of people watch this show, they're trying to get their own thing off the ground, they've got this great idea. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we struggle with when to give up, when, when to cut bait. Like, so how long do you give this brilliant idea that you've got until you know it's not working? Because, I mean, in my experience, and this show is maybe a good example, at first, you know, taxiing the runway is a very long runway before we took off. And if I would have given up, it would have been a shame because it's, we've met some amazing people, I've learned a ton, and we've been able to you know, inspire other people, but what do you think? I don't call it giving up. I call it pivoting. Okay. So, for example, we had spent quite some time, man hours, dollars, developing an app, um, and it was called Active Connection. God, I blo almost blocked out the name. And uh, we were going into beta, and all of a sudden, meetup.com exploded. And we were like, okay, well, <laughs> they've done the exact same thing, better than where we are right now, and they're leaps and bounds out of us. So to put more man hours and dollars into this would be stupid, um, suicidal. It's like, what is, it's like good money after bad. So, all right, that's not an option. What did we learn? What assets do we have? What can we do with this technology? How can we utilize it in a different way? How can we apply it to a different asset? How can we pick up the pieces and redefine them? And I think that's the key. There was a, a guy that I had met on a show for Spike, this fitness entrepreneur, and he had developed this apparatus. And I was like, I'm sorry to tell you, someone has done this. He has a better pedigree than you. He's an Olympic speed skater. He's already in gyms across the country and the device is superior. You're dead in the water here, you know, and he would not have it. And I was like, okay, you know, and, and that's, it's like at that moment you go, okay, I'm beat. How do I pivot and reapproach with a different angle? And that's what I, I call it pivoting, yeah. shift and reframe. Super smart. So what'd you do? Well, so we took all of that tech and all of the names from the list that we had garnered. And quite honestly, we poured a lot of that into FitFusion, which ironically um, we're talking about a little bit today, uh, and into the new JillianMichaels.com app, which is a, a dynamic trainer app. And so we're looking at, okay, we were talking about profile creation and how can we do that with FitFusion and how, how do we tailor all of this with regard to nutrition and make it dynamic and not one size fits all. And so we just pivoted and poured it into different assets. Nobody can be Jillian Michaels. So my app is my app. I'm, I'm your trainer. Can't replace that. And with FitFusion, while there are other streaming platforms, most of them don't work because they don't have the bigger names in the space. And fortunately, you know, we, we do. We have the majority of them. So we're winning on that front as well. So it's like, what do you have that's unique where you can win? What's your angle and how do you magnify that angle? So when it comes to follow along workouts, I am the 800 pound gorilla in the room. I've sold more DVDs. My workouts have been downloaded more than any workout on YouTube, um, unfortunately, which is a, a nightmare that we're in with Lionsgate right now. Uh, but with that said, you use the asset that you have and you play it to your advantage.
Yeah, I like what you said. I want to underscore it a little bit. Uh, it's it's subtle, but it's really important. So it's like all these little mistakes or even experimentation along the way has kind of been tuition to you know the things that you've learned. You've paid the price, and now you're you are where you are because of all that stuff. Oh, without a doubt. You know, it, an an even greater um, example would be when I was 24. I was training people during the day. I was bartending at night. I was making great money, and I was truly happy, carefree. And I started dating somebody who was a little older, Ivy League graduate, and was like, "You need a real job. You know, how are you going to do this for the rest of your life?" So. I got into the entertainment industry. I David Geffened it, you know, fake diploma, all this stuff. And that's why I appreciate the entrepreneurial spirit. I'm like, you know, healthy amount of sociopathy as long as you're not hurting anyone. Make a long story short, I was miserable. And I worked, I became a talent agent or a motion picture packaging agent um, at one of the biggest talent agencies in the world. Hated it. Um, and at 27, I was out of the business, like you'll never eat lunch in this town again, kind of cliche. And I was like, oh my God, I, how did I get so far afield? Like now I'm 27, unhappy, making no money. I used to love what I did. And I got back into fitness to make money to try to figure out what I wanted to do. And that's when I was like, wait a second, I've always loved this. How do I turn this into a business? With that said, all of that time that I thought I had wasted at ICM, this talent agency is what eventually, those contacts would eventually fuel the clientele at my sports medicine facility. And subsequently, one of those agents knew me, obviously, and put me up for the biggest loser. So again, like, oh, I wasted all this time. Oh, what a massive failure. Oh my God. But if it wasn't for those three years, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. So you have to play the long game, right? Yeah. You got to think this is, you know, temporary, even setbacks, even success too, right? Like, Success is temporary, failure is temporary. It's all about the long game. It sure is, that's right. Uh, talk about your new project, Fit Fusion. Sure. Um, to me, it feels like a network. I love that you say that. It's a vertical, and it's a fitness vertical, so it's like if you want to get anything health and wellness, fitness related, it's a one-stop shop, and you got everything kind of under one roof. Yes, so it started because we were looking at the industry, right? And how people consume content. Nobody really wants to own content anymore, whether you're looking at movies or music. Streaming. Streaming. It's all about streaming. So we said, okay. You know, when you look at something like YouTube, it's like hours and hours and hours and the majority of it's junk and finding like one workout that's great and you can't, it just doesn't, sometimes if you don't have Wi-Fi, it doesn't stream. And so we said, all right, you know what? We're going to take all of our content and we're gonna take the most successful trainers and their existing content, and we're gonna offer it for streaming for a subscription price. No advertising, only quality content. Um, and it's gonna, you know, we distribute it in gyms, through our apps, on Roku, Amazon Fire, and now we're selling it into homes via cable. So AT&T, Comcast, DirecTV, and so on. And all of a sudden, it started to take off. And now we're going, okay, we want to become the new studio because all those people that used to make fitness content, like Lionsgate and Anchor Bay and Guy, are now out of the business. Well, you become this incubator. Like and that's the thing. We can take young talent off of Instagram that have minute-long follow-along videos and say, hey, we want to produce 20-minute, 30-minute, 40-minute workouts with you, 10-minute workouts with you, whether it's someone like Hannah Bronfman or... 
someone who's more established, like the Tone It Up Girls and Tara Styles or Cassie Ho or myself, and you can become a studio, a network, you can create exclusive programming. So, for example, myself and the Tone It Up Girls are going to do a workout series together called Tone and Shred. And it'll be available only on Fit Fusion. So I feel like I need that tone and shred. <laughs> oh, you, you're doing great. That's like really good. The recipient of you that. You gave my testimonial. My first one. Uh, it's a brilliant idea. You know, um, if YouTube is watching, you know, I think what YouTube is missing is like a concierge service. You know, like where are the best restaurants or where are the best yeah. fitness videos? Yeah. If there was a concierge service or a curator, you know, Man, that would be, and, and you're right, that's the biggest problem with social media in, in general. So like, It's like a needle in a haystack on it's there. It's totally, Like, yeah. oh, okay, you dig, no, all right. And you, you have your favorites, and that's great. But we're, we're talking about, this is, with, with Fit Fusion, it's about House of Cards. It's about Game of Thrones. It's about saying, look, these are the, the most popular influencers in that particular modality, whether it's yoga, whether it's Pilates, whether it's dance, whether it's HIIT training, um, because fitness is all about personalities. Yeah. And you, know, you can sign up for the, the trainer's individual club, like Zuska Light has her own training club, um, and that's great. But we also have a buffet of, so it's like you can try Zuska, you can try Hannah, you can try Cassie, you can try... Karina and Katrina, you can try Jillian, and it exposes you to all different kinds of workouts, all different durations, all different intensity levels for nine bucks a month, anywhere, any place, anytime. And you can get it, you can get it through an Amazon Prime subscription for five extra dollars or through your cable provider for five dollars. But for five bucks, it's like to have 300 hours of workouts, why would you ever buy another DVD again? What price can you put on feeling awesome and looking <laughs> awesome, right? Isn't it? Well, and, and now we're working on incorporating nutrition. Um, that's our 2.0 is um, homegrown talent and content, like taking those influencers off of Instagram and giving them follow-along stuff and building food into the equation. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, you're brilliant. That's a super awesome plan. I love that. And I think people who are watching too can take whatever they're doing. So if you have you know, your own fashion business or you make cookies or you care about ponies or whatever your thing is, um, you can create a vertical and, and you can form a tribe or a community and you don't need a million people these days. You just need the right number That's right. to get done what you need to get done. That's so true. Give us some final thoughts, some final advice. Kind of talk to your, um, your teenage self or your, your just coming out of college self yeah. and give her some advice about what she should do. I would say don't live the life that you are told you should. Live the life that you truly want. And while many may shame you and tell you that it's irresponsible, the more security in life that you seek, the less you'll have. And the more risk you can tolerate, the more you pursue your passion, um, the more you can take responsibility for your mistakes, the more success and abundance um, you'll reap in your life. Authenticity, truth, and passion, I think, are at the core of every successful entrepreneur and every successful brand. Um, prepare for setbacks. See them as a, a badge of honor, an entry point for learning, and not validation of your incompetence. And have the ego strength to know what you don't know. Ask for help. Ask for help. You can't know everything. Uh -huh.